Welcome back, everyone, to a special edition of Between Two Pastors, our bonus features podcast. And I say special edition because I'm pretty sure that right now everything that's happening is a special edition yeah. of what normally happens. Yeah, definitely. Would you agree? I would. Um, my name is Ed. I am your host today once again. And along with me is my trusty uh, personal disinfectant. <laughs> I'm still Matt. Matt. <laughs> yeah. um, Matt is uh, a very pure person. And so as long as he's with me, I'll be fine. There you go. Um, we are going to do this podcast in two parts. And what that means is, um, first, we're going to do our regular podcast where we just want to talk about Sunday's message and um, do some elaborating on that and try to make it a little more practical, share some other thoughts that we've had about it. And then uh, we will make it very clear when that part is done. And if you'd like, we would recommend that you listen to the second part, which will just keep talking. It's not like you have to download something else. Um, And in that part, what will we be doing, Matt? Talking about what's next and what's going on for the church. Yeah. And our plan and updating. Yes. Um, If you are Jared Alito, uh, musician, actor, and all around strange person who just emerged apparently from a 12 day solitude retreat in the desert. Yeah. uh, If you are... They make movies about this thing. Yeah, hey, you are we know you just had 12 days by yourself. Here's another two weeks. Yeah. Um, so if you're like Jared Leto and you don't know what's going on in the world, yeah. then you're in for quite a surprise. Yeah. Otherwise, you don't need us to tell you what's going on in the mm-hmm. world. Um, and so we are going to update you on uh, what's happening at the church to respond to the changes in society, we will say right now. Uh, so we'll get started with uh, talking about the message on Sunday. And then uh, probably in about 15, 20 minutes in, we will uh, we'll switch over and we'll give you some info. So if you don't want that info, if you're not interested, then that's okay. You can stop the podcast. You can not listen. Uh, and just you can look for the email that's going to be coming from the church. But we have a way of knowing who stopped listening. And if you call the church and ask us any questions, we will not answer the phone. <laughs> so... Um, Okay, so on Sunday, it was the second to last message in our series, yeah. and uh, we talked about what, Matt? What did we talk about? Uh, the stages of suffering and just how when pain enters our lives, you, you went through four stages of this is what it looks like, and I think, um, you know, kind of in, even encapsulating that, you talked about, you know, unhealthy ways that we do these things and then the healthy way to do it, yeah. yeah stages of suffering, also known as stages of sitting through the sermon at OCC. Yeah. Um, and uh, there were four parts. There's bargaining that goes on. <laughs> bargaining. Yeah. And then finally, just acceptance. Yeah. Uh, denial. Well, I guess, I guess we're going to be here a while, so let's just accept it, make the yeah. best of it. Yeah. There's, I see a lot of the, I see the denial the clearest when they start just shaking their head like, no, no, this isn't happening. Um, so, um, so the four parts of it, the four stages of suffering that we talked about uh, out of James 5, 7 through 12 were first we manage the suffering we manage the pain Mm -hmm. uh we do what we can to just reduce the pain uh the second is that we uh try to fix it we try to no no no. we try to identify the source find the source right find Mm -hmm. find what's wrong that's causing the pain that's kind of find the problem uh and the third is that we then try to fix it and make sure it's not gonna happen again and then the fourth one is we try to prevent it from happening again in the future these are the things that we do when we go through painful experiences and uh the way that we manage the pain is either by coping it with it or 
um, or enduring it if we believe that it is intended. It's 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 not bad pain. It's pain mm-hmm. that goes uh, the way that we uh, deal with the second part, which is uh, identifying it is uh, most of the time. And I think this is probably the part of the past several weeks that I would imagine is maybe the hardest thing for people to wrap their minds around. We've been making this claim that James has been making, and it is that when you start trying to figure out what's causing the pain in your life, in a surprising number of instances, you will end up on people and not things. Mm-hmm. It'll, it'll Whether you're rich or poor, whether you feel in control or not, you will end up pointing your finger towards other people and other groups of people as the source of the pain in your life more than just a thing that's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, we're seeing that right now even mm-hmm. um, in a situation that almost who could you really blame? We're doing a good job of blaming people. So um, I think that's one of the hardest ones, Is the is the, but it's also one of the ones that leads to the most divisiveness in the church. Uh, and in this case leads to grumbling and, yeah. or judgment, judgment, judging other people. Um, the way that we deal with it is by grumbling, just kind of complaining because there's, there's often little that we can do to deal with it. Yeah. And then the way that we prevent it is by um, not, not ever losing sight of the priorities that we have. Um, yeah. So Matt, was there anything that you kind of jumped out to you as you were enjoying? I'm going to say enjoying, relishing even um, every minute of Sunday's message. I didn't want it to end. Yeah. Um, just keep going. I, I think with the 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 first stage of, of managing the pain and thinking about my own life and, uh, okay, how do I manage pain? And I, th- I think I am notoriously um, bad at even recognizing. I, I, I try to... M- uh, play it, downplay uh, the pain of my life and say... Minimize. Minimize. There we go. That's the word. Um, yeah, minimize and just say, well, it's not that painful. It, it didn't really happen. Uh, this, uh, that didn't hurt me that much. Um, you just even say, oh, yeah, it's it's not that big of a deal and move on from it without actually uh, recognizing and then working through what actually did happen, how, how painful it was, uh, how bad and deeply it did hurt you um and i I think this is it's easy to say well there's that way of doing it and the other way of doing it and that is usually that we we manage it by self-medicating yet it's a form of self-medication um uh, it, it is a way to block out and just not think about what really has happened and so you know people will self-medicate with things like alcohol and drugs um you know we'll binge watch tv shows we'll get into new relationships whatever we can do to get our mind off of spend money spend money yeah lots of money uh and so whatever we can do to get our mind off of this thing and then we can go on operating like normal. The problem that we don't realize when we try to numb the pain is it doesn't just numb that one portion of us. That will spread. That We have to keep numbing ourselves to other things we feel because it brings up those emotions of that hurt. Um, and so we start shutting down more and more parts of who we are, our, our ability to empathize and show grace and compassion and, and all of these different things eventually start getting more... Um, we lose our ability to do that. What happens then is burnout. Um, I've heard this is a big discussion in, in pastor circles because burnout with pastors seems to be more and more of an issue. And yet you see it in the lives of everyone of just the emotions of life and, and feeling like we're always falling behind 
catching up to us and we 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 burn out we we hit rock bottom we 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 can't even begin the function and one pastor that i know that's written extensively on this subject said that he realized one of the main things that led to his burnout was a lot of hurt that had happened in his ministry that he had minimized in his life and he had never dealt with he just tried to manage it by suppressing it and saying it's not that bad it doesn't hurt that much okay so to play the devil's advocate here um i think a person if somebody like let's say somebody's spouse is going you always minimize you always minimize you always minimize right um and let's say that person sounds like my wife and they're (laughs) let's say they're saying it to somebody that sounds like me um just if you want a mental image um you know you're always minimizing right um the response to that would often be but what's the point Mm -hmm. like what is the point of okay so bad things are happening in my life i'm going through trials it's hard, right? Mm-hmm. My job is hard. My family is hard. Uh, the world is literally falling apart, and I'm not sure, but I think we're living in the beginning of the Planet of the Apes movie. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the point of acknowledging of doing this thing? Where what what where does it get me? Because I think a lot of people um, deny, mm-hmm. and they um, what's the word they use? They suppress yeah Yeah. like it's what you've been saying they they don't deal with um though they minimize Uh, a lot of people minimize simply because they don't see it as constructed to do anything else um and uh so why should they yeah you know i think my my pastoral answer would be is that when we i would prefer your uh professional street break answer (laughs) okay Uh, (laughs) answer it's also important for us to be able to give ourselves permission to feel these emotions um, that God has given us, uh, so that we can we can get we we can acknowledge that some wrongs have happened to us. We we, we have been hurt, um, and we can allow God to begin working on healing that in us. Uh, but also that we can say, "Well, I'm, I am in a tough season. This is difficult. My life is." difficult at this moment for whatever reasons it is and we can start extending then grace uh to those around us but also to ourselves and extending the grace that i think god gives us that we're often too quick to shut down because we don't give ourselves the permission to feel these things that are going on in in us yeah that makes um I think that's a con- I think that's a good argument. I'll say that. Okay. You know, am I convinced? convinced? I don't know. Yeah. But um, it turned into a, a marriage counseling session yeah. there really quick. Yeah. So yeah. Um, the uh, just try to work on your I feel language. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because a lot of what you said, it I heard a lot of use yeah. in there, and not a lot of I feels. Yeah. So if you can work on that, I, I certainly wasn't feeling the feels there. <laughs> um, yeah, we were talking to somebody whose daughter um, is um, got four children under the age of four oh, yeah mm-hmm. um and one of them the sort of toddler is decided to go ahead and just not sleep at mm-hmm. night for, with some anxiety and and she's just explaining how this is literally undoing their family and we were all talking about it those of us who had young kids and said you know they're really they're really honestly is a season of life where you just have to keep them alive mm-hmm. and like care about them mm-hmm. and uh you are doing a lot 
for them more than you think maybe in that. And like yeah. just wanting to tell this person, like, just keep going. It's okay. Like you're going to feel, you know, terrible. Like what else am I even doing here besides keeping them alive? I definitely don't want to be doing what I'm doing. And, um, and again, they're like the ability to say, this is a hard thing. It's not probably a permanent thing. Yeah. It gives you grace. And grace is basically saying, I'm not going to expect an unreasonable amount out of myself in this situation. Yeah. So one way, a common, common way managing, managing pain when we're suffering in life and things are hard is by just denying it or ignoring it or trying to keep going. Yeah. We, we think that that's even a sign of maturity yeah. to not acknowledge it. Yeah. Um, and uh, the other way commonly of dealing with it, the other extreme sort of is just becoming... Um, becoming so overwhelmed by it that all we can think about is it's stopping. Yeah. I just have to stop the yeah. pain. And that's where the coping, the numbing, the, all that stuff comes in. But there's a, um, you know, biblically speaking, what James is talking about to the church is saying there is another way of dealing with this. And it's this whole idea of perseverance. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's very true that you cannot, I don't know about cannot, but uh, the idea of persevering through pain and um, stopping the pain, I think those are two different things. And I think that we often try to just combine them. We often are just as fixated on uh, getting the pain out of our lives Mm -hmm. as people who are Christians. But then we use the language of like persevere and endure and hang in there. And the truth is if you persevering is identifying there's something uh, and he uses the illustration of the farmer, you know, the, the farmer that's growing the crops. L- listen, either you're standing over a field full of dirt because you broke down on the side of the road mm-hmm. and you're standing by a field full of dirt. Yeah. Or you're standing by a field full of dirt because you're growing something and there's mm-hmm. something happening, yeah. you know. And if it's constructive, then you persevere. And persevering is deciding, I you know, I trust that God is doing something here and that it is good, mm-hmm. um, which is um, really an uncommon perspective to take. Yeah, I and I think that that's one of the questions I was going to ask you, and I think you just answered it was, well, what do you say to the critic that says, well, this just sounds like a lot of good self-help, positive thinking uh, sort of thing, and yet the where it goes beyond is attributing it to God's doing something here, and because it's God doing it, it will be used for good. Yeah, we love to think of, you know, sports and sports, uh, betterment self-discipline you love to think of sports oh gosh i love to just think of sports (laughs) you know yeah but i'll be honest like my i mean i'm always the mental image in my mind is always goofy teaching me how to play that sport (laughs) you know what i mean yeah like the the fishing uh, montage in a goofy movie yeah becoming a good fisherman (laughs) involves a variety of steps um the uh you knew that way too well off the top of your head yeah we were just watching the one uh on um like being a knight and uh, he was a knight in medieval times and they called him circumference and i just thought that was <laughs> um so the other the other aspect of sunday's message that both matt and i were like we definitely want to talk about this especially considering what's going on in our world right now is just um Uh, Well, obviously, a lot of people we've been talking a lot about control and feeling out of control. Mm. And we have just been astounded by how completely different our study in James has felt to us personally uh, from even one week ago, where we we did feel pretty in control. (laughs) (laughs) And now everyone is just laughing like 
uh, oh, man makes plans and oh, God laughs. You know, yeah. uh, we, we just have no idea what's coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't feel in control at all of what's going on around us. So that thing that I said we have a tendency to do is um, make it personal. Mm-hmm. And uh, when we're looking for who to blame for what's going on, I mean, there's this thing about just uh, being generally unhappy and looking for someone to blame. Oh, yeah. You know, um, and... I think that's a very real part of being friends with people, being in a family, working with people. I mean, uh, you know, it's, you know, when I have a bad day, everybody around here knows it, you know, and I I know you don't do this, but I know when I trip over shoes in my house, uh, I, my first word is Hannah, because She's got to be the reason their shoes laid in the floor, right? She really? didn't pick them up. She leaves a lot of shoes around. Yeah, she's just all over the place. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, we don't... I mean, I wouldn't say that we ever really have, like, disagreements or, you know, any of that at our house. Yeah. So whenever you talk about that, it's kind of a foreign thing for me. Yeah, disconnect. Well, yeah, it's a disconnect. I'm sure there's somebody out there that knows what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I'm sure for their benefit, you yeah. can share those experiences. Yeah. Um, <laughs> The so right now, like I think just thinking about James, and I think this is an encouragement to all of you who are listening, and we really do want to encourage you in this time. Um, that in situations like this where life is about to get very difficult and um, you're already feeling how difficult it is, mm-hmm. you feel totally out of control. Um, that above all else, I think the thing to remember in this time is to have grace. Mm-hmm. Um, have grace with yourself, have grace with the people around you in life, have grace with your enemies, have grace with the people at Fred Myers, have grace with, you know, the politicians and the world leaders and the people that you feel maybe are making decisions that you might, even if you don't agree with them, um, I, I don't even necessarily know how we could or couldn't like agree. I mean, I don't, I don't know much about, you know, uh, like, viral diseases so i i can't have an informed opinion yeah but the truth is we just we we know that um are we are all going to be very tested in this time and i think that we want to be gracious towards each other in it and i think that there's something about acknowledging okay this is a hard time you know uh, we as pastors have been talking about how do we do church and how do we continue doing ministry uh, in, in the midst of this. And there's a certain degree to which we have had to accept and kind of resign ourselves. And it's been very frustrating to accept that for as long as our world, our, our country's under quarantine, we will not, we will just not be able to do certain things. Yeah. Um, and this is going to be a less social time. This mm-hmm. is going to be a time. We, we can't just try to make everything happen that was happening before yeah. because we have to just accept it. And I think when you accept it and you say, okay, then we persevere through it, but we're also going to have grace and we're going to understand that like it's going to be different. Um, okay, well, that concludes the first portion of today's podcast. Um, so thank you for listening and tuning in. As always, I would like to thank, uh, Caitlin who we haven't seen her in about five days. Um, and, uh, we haven't heard from her either. So, uh, who knows, but I'm assuming she's okay. She's got the sneeze guard on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, uh, last she was seen just wandering into the woods she just walked (laughs) into the woods. Um, the, uh, I think she was chasing a Pokemon or something. Um, the, uh, then Caitlin and Matt and myself, of course, as always. Um, and, uh, and now if you're done, you can, you can cut it off. 
All right, so if you're still with us, uh, strap in, uh, because we are going to take you on a wild ride of logistical fun. Uh, first of all, I would like to start this by making it very clear right now from the outset of what we will not be doing during this entire season, and that is we will not be your source in any way, shape, or form for help on how to respond to or handle the coronavirus outbreak. Nope. We don't know anything. Yeah. Uh, all we know is from the internet, which I'm pretty sure you all have. Just look at our church's social media feed and you'll know that yes. we have no idea. We are not in libraries <laughs> pouring over ancient documents. We have not found the secret part of scripture that talks about this stuff. Um, honestly, we just have all the access to the information you do. So feel free to uh, go other places to find out how to handle that. Uh, the extent of our advice will be a six-year-old girl telling you how to wash your hands. And we caught that six-year-old girl cutting her own hair this morning. So that's about um, as far as her, yeah. Um, so I wouldn't recommend taking your advice on too many other things. Okay, so number one, what is the plan here at church moving forward? And the plan is this. As of right now, we have shut down all church gatherings, functions, meetings, of any kind. And as a result of that, we also are not having Sunday morning church here at the church. Uh, we are not having youth group. We are not having women of the word. Uh, our building is also closed, which means if you are a part of a group or anything that meets here, then chances are you will be, well, there's no chances are you will be needing to find somewhere else to meet or find another way to do that. Yeah. Um, so Sunday mornings, here's what we will be doing. Um, we want to obviously make church available for everyone. We are very fortunate to have the internet as a tool to do that. And so the way that we will be doing this is uh, we will not be live streaming a service. We will most likely be spending our week um, sort of, um, I think for lack of a better word, I'm going to have to use the word producing, uh, producing or putting together a church service that we will then uh, make available in video format online for you uh, and your family uh, for a limited time each yeah. week. All, all of this will be found on our website. So just go to our website. Uh, check your emails. Make sure you're on an email list from our church. If you got my email about a, what on Friday, if you got my email on Friday about here's the plan, then you're on our all church email list. If you didn't get it, then please email us here at the church, contact us, and uh, we will add you to that list. And that's how you're going to get updates. Yeah. And we are going to be doing this Sunday morning plan for the next four weeks. Yeah. So we can tell you right now. Uh, if you don't hear anything else from us, uh, we will be doing online church for four weeks. Yes. Uh, our hope is to reevaluate it around Easter time and see if we can have Holy Week. If we can, it'll be great. We'll have a potluck and we'll do all that stuff. And the reason for the timetable, again, is not so that we uh, do it week by week and there, it's always up in the air, but being able to say, because we kind of see where this is going right now, uh, being able to say, unless you hear something different from us, this is the plan moving forward for this big chunk of time. We will continue to make a podcast of our sermon available yeah. in audio form. So even though you will not be able to access the service in its entirety throughout the week, and yes, already, just want to say again, we understand that that will be frustrating to some, especially who are used to being able to access our live streams throughout the week. But uh, we want you to take some time to uh, sit down and to watch, listen to, and reflect on uh, the service 
that is going to happen the weekend that it happens. Mm -hmm. Um, If uh, you want the sermon itself, you can listen to the podcast through iTunes or Google Play or whatever ridiculous thing Androids Mm -hmm. use. And uh, Matt and I are also going to continue to do this podcast each week. Mm -hmm. So uh, those will be ways to do it. Um, We are going to use our website as a sort of hub for updates and information about what's going on at the church. So uh, we'll probably change it quite a bit, and um, you can go there and just assume um, that's the plan. Uh, The other thing that we are trying to figure out right now how we can best do is help minister to you and your families and people in this time. Uh, We understand that, um, you know, people have various needs, but also we're all just so limited. So um, we want to be able to help people who have physical needs, people who are shut in, and we're looking at the best way to do that. And we will let you know if you can help in that way. But we're still pretty early in that and not sure uh, what it would look like. Yeah. If you you would like to uh, just even volunteer for whatever we're able to figure out, you can email the office. They're putting together a list of of people that are willing to help. If you need help in the same way, you can email uh, the office, and, and we are trying to figure out the best ways uh, that we can uh, aid and assist. I think the biggest thing that we want to encourage everyone to do, though, is to be mindful of uh, your family members, uh, those people uh, close to you, especially neighbors, um, calling on them, checking on them, seeing if there is anything that you can do to help. Because as much as we want to do that and be that as pastors of the church, uh, we also know that you're going to be able to do it far better than we can in a lot of these situations as well. And uh, we want to be here and able to aid and help you in doing that, but um, you have a lot more reach than even we do most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, the last thing that I want to just mention in this informational portion of the podcast, and man, we really don't like talking about this, but you know what? We have to, so we're yep. going to. Um, And that has to do with giving and money. Um, During a time like this, one of the things that we have found very consistently is that any time that we do not have church or the regular schedule for church changes, um, our giving is dramatically affected, probably more than you would think. Um, And that's because uh, probably a lot of um, offering is based on the routine of coming to church and giving when you do that. Um, And so uh, one of the things that we uh, obviously we want to encourage you to continue to give through the mail, but um, uh, really, 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 we and I cannot stress this enough. We really want to encourage you to consider online giving if you have not already signed up to do that. Mm -hmm. It is simple to sign up for. If you need help, you can contact the church office and you can speak with uh, Nancy, um, our um, coordinator, operations manager. Operations director of operations. Coordinator, operations coordinator or whatever. if you need help with that, you can call the office, you can contact Nancy, our operations coordinator, and she uh, she can help you through the steps of setting up um, automated giving. Um, or you can set it up and you can still go in there and physically mm-hmm. give in your computer if you'd like to feel like that's a conscious thing that you're doing, mm-hmm. which we understand. But um, we, uh, I really want to encourage you to do that. Yes, there is a small percentage of what you give that will go to the company that um, process. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, it's still consistently, we have found that, um, when automated giving is, uh, put into place, yes. uh, giving actually increases in the church. And yeah. so we don't feel like that hurts us. Yeah. Um, so please consider doing that. Um, we're only going to continue pushing that more and more in the future. And, um, I think that, you know, as, um, yeah. as we, 
we also have found that it just significantly um, simplifies the process on our end of giving you statements um, at the end of the tax year, um, processing your payments um, and getting those things in the bank and stuff like that. Yeah. And I think there's two things I would add. One is I I, I think a big concern is always just the security of it. Um, The service that we use, they use military grade um, servers. And so it, it is very secure, but also, um, I think during this time uh, with uh, health concerns, uh, this is the safest way to protect the people in the church that handle donations um, by having these online. It's obviously sterile. And so uh, out of a desire to protect their health, health as much as possible, we would ask that you use online giving mm-hmm. during this time. Yeah, um, you probably know, but um, even when churches shut down, it, we still have operating costs as a church. And uh, But that being said, we also recognize that a lot of you who are um, concerned right now um, are concerned for your jobs and you're concerned for the income that you have mm-hmm. and how stable that is and how much that's going to be affected by the things that are shutting down. And we understand that. And we don't say this to say, um, you know, don't, don't, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we don't care about that stuff. Keep giving. Uh, we say it because we, we understand that some of your finances are going to be affected and that may have an impact on the amount that you give. And we yeah. understand that. Yeah. Um, but we just want to be really clear that for this season, for the next four weeks, at least potentially even longer, we're going to be very dependent on online ways of doing things. Mm-hmm. And our office itself will actually be physically closed because we can't really have people coming into the building and interacting. Um, just sort of having people come in and ask questions and do things that way and, and process payments. So, um, so the takeaways from this here are the following: No church for the next month physically, but you will be. Uh, we will be streaming it um, uh, over the interweb mm-hmm. throughout the weekends as we're having it. Second, um, everything is shut down um, face to face, and uh, but you can still reach us. The best way to do it is over the internet. Uh, third, uh, please continue to, uh, give and consider giving, please go and look at giving online. It is not as complicated as you probably think it is. If you've been staying away from it because it's complicated. And if you've been staying away from it because you don't like the idea of not giving in person, then just know that there will be situations like this where you aren't able to be a church in person. Thanks for listening. Um, and we, will do what we can to stay in touch with you and to be praying for all of you. And we would just ask that you would be lifting up and praying for especially the older members of um, of our community and our congregation. Mm-hmm. Um, this uh, the scariness of this uh, virus is very different for people who are medically fragile mm-hmm. and have compromised immune systems than it is for those of us who are relatively healthy. So please keep them in mind and know this is a pretty big uh, concern for them. So uh, until next time, uh, shalom.